0: Riley drops back, looks, looks, dances, and throws, and he's going deep down the field. Oh, oh what a catch by Darrell Walker, who skipped his way to the end zone. They'll drop it off to Pulley on twist it back to McDavid. Inside to Everly, Re-shot. Score. 3-0 Jordan Everly.
1: home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports, with Reed Wilkins, on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos,
2: 630
0: Chet. Let's go into the long weekend. The Edmonton Oilers getting set to take on the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night. Hey, that was pretty fun last night, wasn't it? The Oilers knocking off the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2, ending a three-game losing streak. Oh, and a pretty good night for Connor McDavid. We will talk about him and talk about how the Oilers' lines have been shaken up today by head coach Todd McClellan. McClellan will tell you what he hopes, hopes to accomplish by doing that. Bob Stoffer will join us a little bit later on. The Edmonton Oil Kings, a couple of long weekend matinees. Steve Hampton will join us tonight to preview those games. We'll also talk a little bit about fighting. Oh, how could we? Well, we will. And also, more Western Hockey League chat with Greg Drinnen, the grand poobah of Western Hockey League journalists, a long time with the Kamloops Daily News. And we're going to talk about the top 50 players in the history of the Western Hockey League. They're slowly counting down. That list. I think Rob Brown is going to be very high up on that. Uh, we'll see what Greg thinks. That's a pretty fun little list they're doing for their 50th anniversary season. How you doing tonight, everybody? It is 6:08. My name is Reed Wilkins. I am live tonight at the Terwilliger Rec Center for the annual Stollery Family Day Classic Hockey Tournament, which so far in its existence has raised over $1.5 million for the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation and Hockey Edmonton Development. I think we got around 80 teams here novice through bantam really fun games i'm set up by rink b so i got a good view of a game going on right now it's all four on four very few whistles a lot of good pace to it uh they stress the sportsmanship as much as the skill so that's really cool and man oh man do they ever have some incredible silent auction items there's a team canada Jersey signed by Connor McDavid. I've seen some Ryan Nugent Hopkins stuff. I'm, I'm looking across from me right now a, uh, a big picture of Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon taking a face off the two Cole Harbor guys. And if you're a, a bit of a, a comic book nerd like me, and let's face it, who isn't? They got a Spider-Man shirt signed by Stan Lee, the creator of Spider-Man and Marvel Comics. That's pretty cool, too. So something for everybody here at the Terwilliger Rec Center. Now, if you're coming to the tournament tonight or uh, or if you're just looking for something to do on a Friday night that involves a 6.30 jet radio host, you can come to where we're set up by Rick B. Uh, Rick B and you can enter to win Oilers tickets as well. So that's uh, all going on here tonight. More on the tournament with Steve Serdachne. He's one of the organizers uh, a little bit later on in the show. This is fun. But uh, we will start, of course, with the with the Edmonton Oilers, and it, it's been an interesting couple of weeks since the return from the All-Star break. The, the Oilers are 3-3 three and three in those games. They have scored five or more goals thrice. They won all those games. They have scored one goal in a game thrice, and, of course, they lost all those games. And a, obviously a huge discrepancy for the most part in terms of how they, they looked in, in, in those games. And... You know, I know when I was, uh, I, w- I was, I uh, unfortunately missed the, the McDavid's return game because I, 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 I took ill, as we used to say in the old country. I took ill. I had the evil spirits in me. Um, so, but they burst back, McDavid burst back on the scene. He gets three points against the Blue Jackets, he scores that incredible goal. And, you know, I know it's uh, talking to people on the show that night. People are texting, it. oh, settle down, settle down. Don't say good things about Connor McDavid. You know, and then they lose on the weekend, and I, I'm getting these, see, I told you, saw Wilkins, you jinxed them again. Look at what an evil man you are. All right, then, like in New Jersey, you know, you know not a very good game, and then, um, then they explode last night. But look, to me, if, if we were to review the last two weeks, it, there's the highs and the lows, you know, there's the the anger of the bad games, there's the ecstasy of the good games, there's the excitement around McDavid, what he's able to do. Nothing changes for me last night. I, I'm at the point where I have made up my mind about this club. I, I always try to remain open-minded, but I just now feel like I, 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 I know what this team is. Now, I don't know what I'm going to get. Because they're they're wildly inconsistent. But I know I I I know at least what the trends are with these team with this team and 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 the weaknesses and, and what brings the excitement. So this does not change for me after the it didn't change after the blowouts. It certainly doesn't change after last night. Connor McDavid is exceptional. They, they are building around Connor McDavid. He is good enough to take over games, especially against inferior lineups, and I think he'll reach the point in his career, probably by year three or four, where even a lot of times he'll be able to do it against good teams. He can take over a game. He's fast. He's smart. He's he's well positioned. He doesn't quit. He has all these abilities. That it does it doesn't that doesn't change for me if the, if they lose eight nothing to the Jets tomorrow, and it does it doesn't change for me. Win or lose the rest of the way, and last night's game, the holes on this team remain apparent. They, they, the defense core isn't good enough. I still believe they are missing a third line. I, I absolutely continue to believe that. And they a lot of nights don't work hard enough. And certainly for the the first period, a, a good indication, but most of the night, they were not the harder-working team. But the Leafs had virtually no high end. Well, they didn't have any high end talent in their lineup, and they didn't even really have a lot of marginal talent in their lineup. They had some AHL talent in their lineup, and eventually, the Oilers' excellent players, or at least the guys who were having an excellent evening, were able to overwhelm them. So that so that doesn't change. That, that that's I mean that's that's the year end paper on this team. That's what you're going to hand into your prof. You can already start writing it because it's not going to change between now and game 82. You can call in 780-496-0063. You can also text us to 630-630. One thing that I've been harping on is that the Oilers often don't play a detailed game, and they don't have players who are reliable enough. I want you to consider something here. Connor McDavid, his, his second goal of the game, that wrist shot from the slot, But a good record against the Western Conference and lately against Edmonton. Here's McDavid. Skating through the neutral zone. Peels up and kicks it back to Fane right point in the offensive zone. Riley will take it off the boards. Fane stays with it. Pouliot to McDavid. Re-shot. Score! 4-2 Edmonton. Connor McDavid. A four-point night on home ice. The Oilers lead by a deuce. McDavid's got two Nine on the year. All right, so Mark Fain gets an assist on that play by by pinching down, you know, kind of just inside the top of the circle and keeping the puck alive. If, if you have time today, if you're at your computer now, when you get home a little bit later, watch that goal again. So, of course, you see Connor McDavid, great shot, snipes one. Gets the goal, fourth point of the game at the time. Everybody's happy. He's in that position, and the puck stays alive because he put Mark Fain in a situation where he could safely pinch. And McDavid was already dropping back into that area of the ice that allowed Fain to pinch, and that if something went wrong, if the puck gets by Fain or the guy steps around him with the puck, McDavid is back. So Fain knew he could take that chance. And then, once that is safely done, McDavid sees what's happening, steps into that soft spot on the ice, gets the pass from Pouliot, and it's in. That is a detailed, reliable-type thing that, even as a rookie in the NHL, as a 19-year-old, McDavid did. And the Oilers have too many players, I think, that, that cheat for the offense that are trying to step by a guy early, that are staying down low on the defensive end when there's not a lot of hope of getting the puck. I mean, McDavid in that situation could have been camped out in front of the net or could have been behind the net waiting slash hoping for the puck to come to him, but instead he realized, all right, the puck's coming up the wall. I got to start getting back. Fein sees, hey, I got a forward who's getting back, and I think I can win this race to the puck. It's worth the risk. Because if I get caught, we still got two guys back. Puck stays alive. Three seconds later, it's in the net. A detailed, alert, responsible, trustworthy play. Trustworthy play by Connor McDavid. And we'll talk a little bit more about trust and how it affects the line combinations we saw at practice when we get back. Reed Wilkins with you on Inside Sports. Live from the Terwilliger Rec Center for the Family Day hockey classic. Uh, you can come say hi and enter to win. Oilers tickets tonight and of course you can call in 780-496-0063 and text 630-630. Back in a couple. Hey, this is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Thanks for tuning in tonight. 6:20. Reed Wilkins with you live from the Terwilliger Rec Center. The Family Day Classic. More on this great tournament coming up between 6.30 and 7.00. I do want to mention a little note from a senior AAA hockey. Ryan Smith expected to play for the Stony Plain Eagles tomorrow night when they open up the playoffs against the Fort Saskatchewan Chiefs uh, tomorrow at 7.30 in Stony Plain Ryan Smith uh, I believe played one regular season game for the Eagles so he is going to suit up in the playoffs as uh, they go after the Allen Cup You can text us at 630 630 the phone number is 780-496-0063 Grandpa Michael texting the show He says Connor giving up a hat trick so Everly could get his first hat trick, says it all. He's a great hockey player, but more importantly, an incredible leader and human being. That is from Grandpa Michael, clearly a big supporter of Connor McDavid, who I do believe will be the next captain of the Edmonton Oilers, and uh, I think likely as soon as uh, the fall, but we'll see about that. Sam says the Oilers always seem to be on the wrong side of the puck except for the McDavid line. And the Big L says, Hello, Reed, My observations are McDavid's line is fast and can work the puck in a phone booth. Dreisaitl and Hall's line, not as fast, and they tend to play with larger gaps between each other. That's a good mix, likely difficult for opponents to match. Problem is when these two lines aren't successful. The bottom two lines aren't able to compensate. And then there's the defense, dot, 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 dot. That is from uh, the big L. As we look at your Action Furnace Oilers report, you know, Action Furnace is home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit actionfurnace.ca. Uh, well, good. I mean, the mention of the lines, the line combinations there is, is very relevant because here's how the Oilers skated today. Like David was between Pouliot and Everly. Letestu-centered Hall and Cassian. And that was a line that was together in the third period last night. Dreisaitl was with Pacorinan and Purcell, and Yakupov was on the wing with Hendricks and Korpikoski. Now, we all know from Todd McClellan, these lines could not even last 10 minutes tomorrow night. But we do see him trying to shake things up and see if Hall and dry who will be together again, uh, can maybe get things going apart from each other. Here's what Taylor Hall had to say about his new line mates.
1: Well, I haven't played with a right-handed centerman since uh, Sam Gagne, so it's been a long time. And uh, I mean, we had we played together in the third period last night, and we I thought we had a, a really good period. Um, certainly, it's a lot different line than than playing with Teddy and Leon. It's it's more of a you know get the puck to the red line, get it to the you know the blue line, and then go from there. But Sometimes that works when you're when you're struggling a a little bit like I am just keeping it simple and and uh, focusing on the process of production uh, Instead of just worrying about points and and that kind of thing Tess is a very good defensive guy
2: um, and hopefully he can drag me along into that uh, into that focus
0: All right, so there's uh, Taylor Hall explaining well first of all a interesting reminder there he hasn't had a right-handed center since since he uh, played with Sam Gagne he was obviously Gagne's winger when when Sam had the 8 point game against the Chicago Blackhawks um, but certainly a, a a line that's going to take a more direct approach to the net certainly with the way Zach Cassian plays and Mark Latestu again uh, should be the fourth line center but now he's he's kind of I mean, is that is that the second line, Hall, Latestu, and Cassian, or is it is it Purcell, Packerin, and and, and You could probably go either way. More on latestu by the way, a little bit later on, and how much he played last night, and that continues to be uh, a bit of a surprise for me. But I did find it was interesting that Hall said, hopefully uh or he said letestu can can pull me along defensively a lot of times you say well this guy needs to pull other players on offensively hall looking at it by saying letestu can pull me along defensively here's head coach todd mcclellan on that comment
2: i think that's a good reflection on halsey because he's uh he's a pretty smart individual and a smart hockey player and um the one thing that Tess does is he takes a lot of pride on, on the defensive side of the puck and being positionally sound, and uh, he talks a lot about it on the bench. So I think he'll help Taylor that way, and in turn, maybe Taylor can help him offensively. Um, how long will it last? Again, I don't know. I, I know that Taylor and Leon are going to play together, and they're going to be very successful. When they go back together, they will they will probably dictate that.
0: All right. So, yeah, Hall and Leon will play together again. It, it's, it's very interesting... With Latestu, I, I don't think he would have thought he would have been on the power play pretty much virtually every game this season. I don't think he would have thought he would have been playing with Taylor Hall this late in the season. Injuries have something to do with it, but again, to get back to that reliability, that trust, I think he's one of the players that has the trust of the coaching, stand, the coaching staff. Uh, a few texts to 630-630. I guarantee playoffs next year for the Oilers if they can stay healthy. Can't wait. Well, you can't text in a guarantee and not sign your name. I'm going to give you credit if and when you're right. The Paddle Boat says the Leafs must be happy after seeing what McDavid will be able to do for them in eight or nine years. All right. And uh, EDBTZ I think that's who's texting. This one says, Purcell and Pugliot should switch spots. The hall line needs a strong four checker. Purcell will excel with McDavid. Well, right now, Pugliot's excelling with McDavid. Excelling with McDavid. So I, I don't know if there's a reason to switch up that line. You can text 63630. The phone number 7804960063. More from McClellan. I got a one on one with Pugliot, a one on one with Latestu all ahead. Oilers and Jets tomorrow night, by the way, 6.30 for the face-off show, 8 o'clock for the drop of the puck. I'm live at the Terwilliger Rec Center. little more on the Family Day Classic when we get back. Inside Sports on Chet. You're listening to 6.30
1: Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins.
0: All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Here's what's going on in the NHL. The Sabres lead the Canadians 4-3. Five minutes left in the second period. It was 4-1 for the Sabres at one point. The Rangers out in front of the Kings 3-2, late second period. The Penguins with a 1-0 edge on the Hurricanes. Second period almost over. Kessel has his 16th. Wasn't he supposed to score 50 this year? Well, he still has a chance. Uh, Predators and Lightning. Freds are up 1-0. Avalanche up 1-0 on the Wings, early second period. The Blues have a 3-1 edge over the Panthers in the second, and the Flames and Coyotes face off later on. Reed Wilkins with you, Inside Sports on 630 Jet. Thanks for tuning in tonight. A whole bunch more still to come. You're going to hear from Benoit Pouliot. You're going to hear from Mark Letestu. is going to come on tonight. Oil Kings head coach Steve Hamilton. Uh, we'll talk with Greg Grinnon about the uh, list the Western Hockey League is putting out the top 50 players of all time. But fun for me, I get to go on a little bit of a field trip. I'm at the Terwilliger Rec Center, and it is the sixth edition of the Family Day Classic, and I'm pleased to be joined by the chairman and founder of this tournament, Steve Sardakne. Hey, Steve.
1: Hey, Reed. Great to be here.
0: Yes. Well, thanks a lot for making time for me. So uh, year six for this. Well, how how did you... What prompted you to get this off the ground? Tell me about that.
1: Well, I guess first and foremost, uh, we wanted to put two things that really really matter to us Uh, one being the Stollery Children's Hospital which uh, is near and dear to my heart with my children and many friends and family have had little ones getting treated and uh, under incredible care that they provide in the facility but there's always the battle to continue to improve facilities and to make sure that that facility is successful and and the second being was a love for hockey and uh, trying to combine active living and being proactive and Learning not just uh, great things that hockey provides, but learning how to be great people. And you know, one of the biggest things was about with my own kids was just teaching, teaching them about not just thinking about themselves, but thinking about others and giving back to the community. And I thought, what a what a better Thing than to combine hockey and uh, the Stollery Children's Hospital together.
0: Well, it's it's such a great tournament. There's a, there's a lot I want to ask you about. Let's start with the, the hockey side of things. So it's it's novice to to bantam.
1: Yes, novice to bantam. It's uh, 82 plus teams, wow. uh, approximately 1,400 players. This year we had I think 395 teams apply. Oh, geez. so it was uh, we had a pretty extensive. week. So how do you,
0: how do you pick? Is it first come first served or well, what yet, we, last
1: year? Well, the tournament committee. What they look at is they look at that uh, you know, we, we don't like say, okay, Division A, you have to apply for Division A. We let everybody apply and then what we look for is we look for commonalities of teams that can fit together okay. and that uh, understand the vision and what we're trying to accomplish within the dollar and then the committee uh, selects the teams, Tracy Martin and Patrick uh, and Dan and the whole group to get together to, to group the teams together as the best they possibly can and the hockey itself is a huge part of the event and you know all the things that you know we got to witness last night with the Edmonton Toronto game free flowing offensive pond hockey almost fire wagon hockey <laughs> where you're where you tons of scoring tons of skating it's a it's a 4 on 4 format all hockey canada rules are enforced but if there's a penalty called, what happens is instead of the player missing ice time and then another player you know, having to miss his shift because of what's happening, it stays 4-on-4, four four, but the penalty gets marked as a penalty shot. And at the end of the game, before the final score and outcome is determined, there's a, there's a shootout with the penalty shots from the penalties awarded during the game to get the final score. Um, there's a lot of flow. It's played in two 25-minute halves. So a lot of kids at the Adam and Novice level, they play these 12-minute periods, and they don't get a lot of ice time, so it maximizes their ice time. It's high-speed skating and skill aspects of the game, which obviously I, uh, I'm very, very uh, excited <laughs> about and what I teach and what I do for a living. But most most importantly, I think that's the way that the game needs to be played and players need to develop their skating and their skills. And they have to learn how to score and learn to be less structured in what they're doing and enjoy the game.
0: I, I, I really like that angle about the penalty shots at, at the end of the game. Uh, because, because then... Uh, if you're if you're up six three but the other team's got five penalty shots coming and you've got none that's that's big and it makes you you know not will stay out of the penalty box but it makes you avoid those fouls during the game.
1: You're accountable yeah you're accountable so like all the Hockey Canada rules but like for example um, instead of an offside and you know wasting transitional time there's a turnover of possession of the puck and after goals are scored teams fall back so it's just full on action all the way through and that's the nice thing about it is and when you talk about kids and playing time and enjoying the game if you watched a million of these games right in front of you and it's so high octane and up and down the ice that there's not a lot of time for coaches to be here do this and do right. that and they can enjoy the the purity of the game and it's sure exciting hockey to first of all play but it's also exciting hockey to watch and when you talk about the penalty shot format people are always like what's that going to be like well you're basically there's not many times the most exciting play in hockey is the penalty shot. When you get that opportunity to do this, and in this format, you know a great number, if not all, the players through the tournament get an opportunity to uh, to take a penalty shot and right. be a part of it, and you know try to score the goal to help their team or to make the save to help their team. So it's uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of thought that's been put into this, and it just it keeps getting better and better every year.
0: Steve you're joining us on Inside Sports at 6:38. Reed Wilkins with you live at the Terwilliger Rec Center. If you're dropping by here tonight, by the way, I'm here until nine near rink b and we do have a draw for uh oilers tickets uh, as well so feel free to throw your name into that it's year six like you mentioned so far over a million and a half dollars raised for uh for the stallery and i am by a very large collection of some of your silent auction items and it's not even all of them but uh some of the stuff—I mean, I mentioned some of the McDavid stuff—and I, I even like—I'm a comic book nerd. I love the Stan Lee autographed Spider-Man thing. The, the stuff that it, you've accumulated here for the silent auction is amazing.
1: Yeah, it's—it's it's a year in—in—in in, in, in progress. Every year we try to up our auction. There's not a—and I've been to so many events, but there, there, there's not an auction I think in silent auction in Western Canada is like this. There's something for absolutely everybody. Like you're saying, that special special edition Marvel Comics uh, Stan Lee jersey, the Connor McDavid jerseys, like. Every player that you possibly can imagine is here. There's, uh, there's, Batista bats and and there's there's Donaldson MVP jerseys. There's Jamie Ben. You you name the player, they're here. And there's something for everybody. There's hoverboards. There's luxury purses and jewelry for the moms. There's there's incredible golf experiences from the Windermere Golf Course, from Blackhawk, from Northern Bear, for the, for the golfers out there. There's just absolutely something from everything. And we we couldn't we couldn't do this without the incredible corporate support uh, of, of so many different people donating items and helping us with this, but our corporate partners that have been with us from the very beginning, the Go Auto Group, unbelievable group that... Uh just has been so involved so supportive not just as a corporate sponsor but from staff and providing water for our hundreds of volunteers cube vans um i just highly recommend that you support those guys atb financial johnny winwick and the group they're unbelievable uh all about alberta all about hockey and you know celebrating you know what hockey is and what it does for our community absolutely phenomenal institution atb financial demores Mercado best italian eatery in the city on on 99th street and 46th avenue if you haven't tried it absolutely everything is fresh unbelievable they've fed our volunteers for the last six years nice. unbelievable murray's trucking chantel murray they have a you know beautiful giant trucking company they're here for 10 hours a day working our silent auction for the weekend like they're just just deep down unbelievable people that are making this happen and all the other sponsors That that make this happen, and Hockey Edmonton support and people who do the schedule chorus has been an incredible partner in 630 chad reed this is the second year you've been here your predecessors old danny Tan- tensor you guys have been here since day one two as well and we can't say how much we appreciate uh what you guys do with us
0: well it's great to be here this is this is a lot of fun and i got a pretty good view of one of the rinks too so that's always that's all <laughs> i never complain i get to watch a hockey game Well, while, while i'm sitting here too uh it's, it's, let let people know about uh i, I mean it's 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 i just love the vibe here there's so much going on so many all the all the young hockey players are excited. You know the, the parents are are uh, you know eager to watch and all that kind of stuff. But um, if, if people want to check out the schedule, I know you got familydayclassic.com. But you're going all weekend. People just want to come see or look at the auction. Well, item.
1: absolutely. Like the, there there's there's eighty two plus teams and so many people that are through here. But there's something for absolutely everything uh, for families that want to spend some time together. There's, face painters, balloon artists, clowns, photo booths. There's something going on for everybody in the family, not to mention the hockey. The auction itself is is just absolutely spectacular and amazing, and it's just it's a great place to spend the Family Day weekend. The City of Edmonton has an incredible facility here at the Terilaga Rec Centers. Not just four arenas, they've got a pool and lazy rivers and water slides and diving boards and an incredible fitness center and like there's everything that you could want to do for a family, and they've been a great partner and a great supporter of what we're uh, trying to accomplish here too as well, but the number one thing that uh, this this supports the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation and the Stollery. And over the last, you know, we've raised 1.6 million dollars over the last five years of the tournament. We've helped, uh, we built the ophthalmology clinic at the Stollery as well as opening critical care beds. Our new initiative we're working on is uh, we're developing a standard of excellence within the Stollery for for the kids that play sports, that are active in the playground, that play hockey and basketball and all the sports and all the great activities we want our kids to play out there but you know unfortunately they get injured and getting that care that they need maybe a concussion or a broken bone or stitches or that that care that they need so first of all they can return to play and enjoy those sports or second be just grow and be healthy young individuals and it's such an important thing Mike House at the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation and the entire staff doing an amazing job and it's just so many people and so many things that make this happen and make it successful. And let's face it, we both love hockey and it's just, it's just, it's something, it's something that changes you regardless if you're, uh, you know, Jordan Eberle or Connor McDavid, or if you're somebody that's just watching their son play, just, just right behind us here, just Ryan Smith's son just finished. They won their opening game and, you know, he's swinging a gate and it's, uh, you'd be amazed at the, the people that you'd see here. So,
0: uh, before I let you go here, thank you. Uh, some, I think somebody just dropped me off a beverage. All right. That's a coffee. You're doing good. What are, what are, what what signing, uh, signing autographs, <laughs> getting swag, <laughs> eating. You're
1: getting. You're not going to want to go back to the Chet Studios. No,
0: probably not. Well, because Halsey's always stealing my food when I'm back at the station. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You're a skating guy. Yep. Uh, why is Connor McDavid so darn fast? Well, I'm going I'm to
1: tell you something. Uh, I was fortunate enough to... Uh, Good friend of mine, Muhammad Musa, uh, from Lazy Boy. We, we brought a group of people and sponsors and different people to uh, to the game last night. So uh, I was getting the opportunity to host, and I had a chance to watch. And number 97, Connor McDavid. I, I've been fortunate. I'm born and raised in Edmonton, Reed. This is my town, and working you know working for the Oilers for over 12 plus years, and have probably 175 NHL players currently playing that I train and I work with. This guy is this guy is special, and he's exceptional. Um, I have not seen, I have not seen uh, something as close to that number 97 since I watched number 99 play at Northlands Coliseum and I got to see all the Stanley Cups and watch Messi, Gretzky, Curry but I have not seen a player that has that much impact and the ability to elevate others um, at such a young age, at such a young age, this kid is exciting. there's been a lot of hard work that's been put in by Connor McDavid, but he has a, obviously a natural talent, um, an ability to move on the ice that transcends technique. Uh, he just has a has a float to him. He has a has a coffee like Mike medano like, but an extra gear that those guys didn't have. Right. He has the ability to be the fastest moving guy and do things at high speed, which is just amazing. It's really excellent to watch a guy like Jordan Eberle who I've spent hundreds of hours with uh, get his first NHL Hat-trick, you know, it just very very proud of him and really happy for him because you'd think a player of his Scoring caliber and his lore but just just the ability, you know to play. I know for a fact You know he's playing with Connor. Uh, It's just it's just an amazing thing And the one thing that really I noticed beyond skating and his skill set obviously Was just his ability and the unselfishness with the puck, right? He Knows what's going around, or what's going on around him. He distributes the puck when he needs to distribute it. Very unselfish player, but knows when to shoot, knows when to pass, and has the skill set to to play the game any which way that it needs to be played. And it's uh, it's very very impressive. But don't be fooled as parents of young kids that want to become Connor McDavid. It's not you know skating around a skating around pylons or a triangle that are going to make you Connor McDavid. There are tens of thousands of hours and endless dedication from his parents as well as himself to make him the player that he is and he deserves absolutely everything that he's getting because he's worked on his craft and that guy is gonna be um, that guy is gonna be something that's gonna sell out uh, sell out buildings across the league for many many
0: years. All right Steve thanks so much for dropping by. I think you have to go coach a game soon so thanks yeah. for fitting me in.
1: No, we yeah. appreciate having you here Reed and like I said, let, let's let's get these people out here. You can go to www.familydayclassic.com Our Twitter account's at famdayclassic That's at famdayclassic and we'd love all you guys to follow We're giving away prizes Oilers, tickets, jerseys This silent auction we'll be posting a lot of pictures and Reed will be talking about them There's absolutely everything and anything you could want for birthday, Christmas or any sports fan or person So we'd love to see you down here and thank you so much for uh, for being here
0: Awesome stuff Steve Stardak the chairman and founder of the Family Day Classic As he said, Family Day Classic Com. You can text us at 630-630. The phone lines are open 780-496-0063. Inside Sports on 630-CHET.
1: Hi, this is Justin Schultz from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630-CHET. All right, bring along
0: to the ride. Inside Sports. 6.30 Jet, it is 6.51. The title sponsor of the show, AMA. Be listening on Tuesday, or pardon me, uh, tomorrow, that is, as the Oilers take on the Jets. Pregame show at 6.30, puck drop at 8. It'll be uh, the Anaheim Ducks on Tuesday. AMA, safety and savings for your family. A couple of texts here to 6.30, 6.30. Thanks for this update. Senior men's hockey action. Well, I feel like I'm reading radio reports back in Lloyd Minster. The Innisfail Eagles play the Bentley Generals to the other senior A triple series tonight in Innisfail. And that texture adds go. Eagles. Clearly an Innis what do you what him Kennedy back in the studio? Are Yo. they called Innis failures? Is that what you call someone from <laughs> Innisfail? I, I'd,
1: I I'd say I'd say
0: That's what I would say too.
1: Yeah. Not Innis- not, not the other one.
0: Not an Innisfailer. failure. I think Sirius Gord is from Innisfail, isn't he?
1: Uh not sure. Not I don't sure. know.
0: Gordal Gordal text or or uh or Colin. I, yeah. I think it's in That sounds kinda like an alien race though. He, uh anyway, Lyndon says all the Eberly haters must be loving this. His trade value is going up. I say anyone who tries to break him and McDavid up is a moron. That is from Lyndon. Alright. Uh well it makes you think I mean this is the thing about McDavid. And and I and I said this last week. He he makes you think anything is possible. He makes you ask, what if? If he's the centerpiece of the team, if if a guy like Everly can play with him and and start sniping goals at a prolific rate, uh, anything is possible, right? And you know Benoit Pouliot got four assists. You know did his job. It's not as if he had a. A You know Sensational offensive game But He got the puck to McDavid I mean the, the one assist He's just tipping the puck Into an open area and, and McDavid is able to Track it down And score in the breakaway So Yeah I mean look I, I believe one of the Six million dollar players Is going to be traded uh, That's out of Hall Eberle And Nugent Hopkins uh, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of talk that Nugent Hopkins is redundant on the team with, with Leon and McDavid there. Uh, I know the knock on Everly is, is that he doesn't really play that hard, sort of reliable, physical forechecking game, and the Oilers are missing that. And, you know, then the, the, the thing about Hall is you, you could probably get the most for him if, if you put him on the market. So that's, you know, one of those guys will be gone. Um, You just hope that it's there's an adequate replacement because they all they all bring things to the table and that's the thing. I I know there's all the haters out there that say, "Oh, he does nothing. He does nothing." Everly specifically, look what Everly can do. Now he's a complimentary player. He needs someone to get him the puck, but unlike other guys on the team who are supposed to be snipers, he actually finishes when he gets the puck. Here's head coach Todd McClellan on why that McDavid line works.
2: Speed, first of all, from Connor and the, the sense and everything that goes with his game. But Benny has size. He's got a great reach. You saw that on the, on Connor's first goal where he's able to poke pucks and, and keep plays alive. And Jordan's a finisher. I think he's really good in and around that blue paint. And we've been chall- challenging him to get to those areas more. And uh, now he's there and he's finishing a lot.
0: All right. So that's how McClellan sees that combination. No reason to break him up. The other lines were shaken up today. Why why break up that line right now after a, a five-point game? And you know what? Yakupov, now on the fourth line, doesn't deserve to be any higher, quite frankly. That's just the reality of the situation. All right, we're coming up to the 7 o'clock news break. I'm live at the Terwilliger Rec Center for the Family Day Classic. We uh, got a table set up here near Rink B. You can throw your name into the draw for Oilers tickets for upcoming games. So make sure you take advantage of that. Bob Stauffer still ahead. We'll also hear from Benoit Pouliot from Mark Letestu, who played over 20 minutes last night. Steve Hamilton, head coach of the Oil Kings, is still ahead as well. Kellen Kennedy, just quickly, uh, I, I don't have a TV near me today. Okay. What 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 were you talking about with the NBA All Star All Star game? It's a celebrity game or and something. The
1: celebrity like? game is on right now, fourth quarter with about ninety seconds left. Canada leads the USA seventy so, to sixty one.
0: Okay. okay, I don't care about the score. Who's in the game? <laughs> oh, man. like are we talking like Eugene Levy's playing or what? Uh
1: Milo is in this, Jeannie Bouchard, uh, Kevin Hart
0: I think he's a coach, isn't he? Yeah,
1: and and now he's playing. He's a player coach. He's Reggie Dunlop. Oh, he's a player
0: coach. He's a player coach. Uh, Is Mike Myers in the game? Uh, I don't see him, no. You can text in which Canadian celebrity you would most like to see play basketball. We're back after the news.